Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What a game, and what a win. Wow. LSU knocks off Missouri. Bryce good alongside Glenn West as we react to this one. Glenn, we got to watch from the comfort of our own couches, but it doesn't mean that it was any less stressful. This was a back-and-forth battle. This was a game that looked like it could get er- er- ugly early in favor of Missouri, but, man, LSU storms back. A lot of storylines to talk about. Jaden Daniels, a second-half defense that just allowed two of seven for Missouri on third downs. Where, where do you sit as we kind of just look at this game from a whole perspective here? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of wishing that you and I had gone to this one uh, after watching that one. That was a very exciting uh, back-and-forth game. I think we both and really a lot of the media expected it to be a pretty high-scoring back-and-forth game. Um, but the story for me is Jaden Daniels. I mean, he was yeah. just um, – I mean, it, it's it's tough to find the words. He was gritty. He was tough. He was – uh, just extremely, extremely impressive in that fourth quarter in particular uh, after going down with that rib injury. Um, he, he he was lights out for LSU. I think he was absolutely, you know, the reason that LSU kind of pulled away and won that game. Um, he, he did a really he did a really nice job of being able to match Missouri, uh, who was also making their their big run um, in the second half when they had those couple touchdown drives. He, he answered it um, and. Man, he he, I just don't know that there's a player in college football that's playing better than him right now. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, it might be just biased from us just because we get to see him every week, but he has been um, just absolutely dominant in these last three or four SEC games. Um, and I think if this kind of trend continues, I wrote about it in our three observations piece, which I think um, will be kind of out when most people see this but um if he keeps continuing this trend like he, he he's gonna get into that conversation if LSU keeps winning yeah. uh and he, and he keeps playing the way that he has um you know it's not uncommon for a Heisman winner to you know, be have a you know two loss team I mean Manziel won it several years back and Caleb uh, Williams he, won it last year yeah two loss USC team year. yeah so I mean like there's there's certainly cases of it and the way that he's kind of carrying this team right now um, very, very impressive. Like, I, I mean, I, I expected to see some improvement from him in his game in terms of his uh, aggressiveness down the field. I didn't expect him to be what he's been. I mean, he's been just supremely accurate with those deep balls. Uh, today was really his legs that I think really got going. Uh, he made some really, really big 35, 31-yard runs in the fourth quarter there um, where when things maybe broke down in the, in the back half mm-hmm. and – and he was just able to use that ability, that athletic ability that he talked about for two years now uh, and really kind of carry LSU home there. And I, I thought that was extremely impressive. Um, you know, the, the game plan offensively it definitely was leaning heavily on the run. I mean, I think that they 
definitely recognized that they were going to have to kind of control the clock with the way that the defense was playing, especially early in that game when the defense couldn't get a stop and it looked like it was going to be a lot more of the same. Um, the fact that they were able to get Logan Diggs going, that they were able to really establish that run game and, and kind of chew off at least some of the clock. I mean, they had – I think they were up on time of possession by halftime despite, uh, you know, not really uh, having a whole lot of, uh, you know, not, not match, not being able to match the success, I guess, that Missouri had yeah. for those first several drives. So uh, really impressive offensive performance. They did it in a, in a pretty different way, I thought, today. Um, and, and you, you know, a win's a win. I mean, look, the defense, uh, you know, you can malign them for the first half. I think they found some really interesting things they can lean into in the second half. I thought that Harold Perkins – uh, looked as comfortable in coverage that he's looked really all season. I think, you know, he, he obviously had the big interception, but he also made some some big plays behind the line of scrimmage and, and you know, looked look to be a little bit more sure of himself out there on the field and what he was being asked to do. So, you know, I really think that, you know, there was a lot of positives you can take from this performance. Now you get to come home for the next several weeks and kind of reassess, lick your wounds, um, try to continue to get this defense back on track because, like we said, if we can get this defense to just average for LSU, yeah. the offense is going to win you games. We saw that today. The defense wasn't great in the first half, but I would say they were okay to to good in the second half, and, and that's what you kind of need, I think, when you're having a, a you know kind of your struggles like this. Mason Smith came up with some big plays, um, you know, in, in the second half and. Uh, Whit Weeks continues to show he he's a guy that I think is going to be hard to take out of the lineup going forward. Um, so yeah, I mean I I have more positives than negatives to take away from that game. Um, can it is it sustainable? That's I think that's the question that we yeah. kind of have to ask ourselves: is can the offense realistically continue to put up fifty points, and and um, can the defense maybe hold teams to under forty? I mean we'll see. I mean I, I you you <laughs> you're you're kind of uh, in a one-week kind of trance here, but I, I do think that there were some positives uh, that outweigh the negatives of this game because just because of how gritty a performance that was, especially in the fourth quarter by Jaden Daniels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Yeah, I want to speak to real quick to a couple things that you just talked about. First, Jaden Daniels, heart and soul of this team right now. I mean, the, the ability to fight. Uh, he obviously had the what we believe, and I think Kelly talked about in the postgame presser, was was a little bit of a rib injury. And Daniels told the media of that after he kind of got slammed to the ground there. What we thought was going to be a touchdown ended up not being one. Uh, but that being said, Glenn, we don't need to talk about the, the officiating. We, we don't have to talk about that. That was, that was something interesting in its own right. But a couple things you pointed out. 
the end of the first half, it was a 17-minute to 10-minute differential in seven-minute differential in total of holding the ball LSU was. I, I saw that, and I said, you know what? The score's not in the favor, but if they can keep that trend up, they could wear down this Missouri defense. Another thing, in that fourth quarter, Missouri, who really did a good job of running the football, I think LSU still has a lot of work to do up front oh, yeah. and essentially gap assignment sound. But I think we got to give Missouri credit. They got some big guys up there. They were able to move that defensive line. They only averaged negative 0.4 yards per carry, totaled out to negative two in the fourth quarter, Glenn. So when the defense needed to, they came up with some big stops as well as only allowing Missouri to go 0 for 3 on third downs. Look, you mentioned it. It's a. It, it, there's a lot of issues that still remain, and I don't think anyone, including you or myself or anybody affiliated with the program or a fan, thought that we well, you know what. Seven weeks removed from the worst one of the worst performances and hiring Pete Jenkins, it's all going to be okay. It was never going to be like that. But I do agree with you that as as bad as it looked in the first half, you found some things. I know we were very skeptical of playing three linebackers on the field. But if Harold Perkins emerges more in coverage, it maybe it's not such a bad idea. I mean, it's a lot of things going forward. Uh, you go into Auburn next week, and then you play Army, and then you get that bye week. I'll tell you one thing. I think LSU needs a bye week to work on some things. They're in desperate need of a bye week to kind of figure some things out, but really like that as well. I wanted to talk to you about the defense. Mason Smith looked energized, and when he gets going, it's, it's scary. It's a scary thought, a guy that big. Did you like the performance at times of this front seven, especially late in the game in clutch situations? I I did. I, I thought that Mason Smith, like you said, he had a um, he had a big sack there. He had a um, a pass defense. Uh, he I think he blocked a pass right at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. um, in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, I still want to see more. I mean, uh, look, they 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 you know, Braden Swinson had a really big play today as well off the edge, forcing that yeah. fumble in the fourth quarter that really kind of put Missouri on that second last drive there in a in a big big hole. I mean, they were fourth and thirty two, and they went for it, and you know that that play call. I mean, I guess that's really all you can do out, outside of a hail mary, but it was definitely questionable. I thought, um, but you know, look, I mean, there were there were some moments, like I said, you know, they they got some some pressure there in the second half. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, not only just Smith and Swinson, but I thought, you know, um, you know, Gofu had, had, had a nice pressure, mm-hmm. um, you know, when Jordan Jefferson had a nice tackle for loss back there with, uh, with Whit Weeks, I thought that was a really important play, uh, as well to kind of establish themselves in that third quarter. Um, so yeah, there were, there were some moments, but like you mentioned, I think probably the, the disappointing thing continues to be the running game. They, they, they've given up far too many yards on the ground. Um, even there in the third or fourth quarter, uh, they, they let uh, Cook kind of run wild on them there on one drive where yeah. I think he had 28 or 30 yards rushing and kind of helped lead them to a score there. Um, and they're, they, they're still prone to the big plays. I mean, look, after LSU went up, I believe it was the first time that they went up in the fourth quarter. Missouri tried down the field on five plays and scored a touchdown. I mean, that – that can happen, especially when you've got kind of an inspired performance going on like that offensively. So like you said, there's still plenty of stuff to clean up. Um, you know, I, I'm still kind of in a, a holding pattern, I guess, with this group right now. I just don't yeah. really know um, what team we're expecting to see kind of going forward. Yeah, like, I mean, fair enough. There, there's there were two different versions, I thought, of this group. Um, you know, the, the second half team that, that played – pretty well for most of the third and parts of the fourth quarter. And then there was that group in the first half that 
really just couldn't figure much out till that Harold Perkins interception. So, um, you know, maybe it's just going to be kind of a thing where they have to figure out time, you know, timing. Am I at the secondary? I don't think is going to improve. I think we can go out on a limb and yeah. say that like, that's going to be a unit that continues to struggle, uh, especially in the cornerback room. Um, but if yeah. they can get the front seven playing a little bit more consistently, uh, getting some more pressure on some of these quarterbacks and in the backfield, then uh, I think you can get this defense up to being average. And that's kind of what all you need to when this offense is executing the way that it has. Tackling still an issue. I think oh, it yeah. was Sage Ryan that tried to strip the ball that one time as well. Um, that was that that was frustrating to, I think to watch for fans as well but look all together you see what LSU is able to do uh, I wanted to mention this too because we can't leave this podcast this little instant reaction podcast without talking a career day for Logan Diggs 24 carries 134 yards average 5.6 Glenn it's the combination of explosion physical ta- running in between the tackles I, I I don't and you correct me I just don't know when I've seen an LSU got team have a guy like this I don't think they really had that last year. They had it in spurts. But the consistency that Logan Diggs brings to this room, yes, it offsets what Daniels has to do, and it offsets what the passing game has to do. But it really makes this a balanced attack. Uh, As we kind of wrap it up here, talk about the performance of Logan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's been – um, you know, arguably one of their most important pieces here offensively is they've really kind of exploded. I mean, the, the way that they were able to get the run game going today, I can't remember exactly how they split it up. I think it was, let me check here real quick. Uh, it was 23 passes to 42, uh, to, no, to 23 passes to 43 run attempts. And Logan Diggs had 24 of those carries. So Logan Diggs actually ran the ball more than Jane Daniels threw the ball today. So, It kind of just tells you that they are uh, really leaning into him and they really feel like he's going to be a huge piece of what they're doing going forward. Thought he was fantastic. I mean, I don't think we've seen a running back have this kind of effect on an offense since Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire back in 2019 Mm -hmm. when he was pretty uh, consistent for LSU. Um, But, yeah, I I do think that uh, he's going to be kind of the the workhorse going forward. You didn't really see a whole lot of work for – Josh Williams or Caleb Jackson or John Emery today. Um, I think they really like what they have in Logan Hicks. And so far he hasn't done anything to prove the coaches otherwise. I mean, he, that, that trust is fully in with him right now. I expect that to continue. And, um, you know, if LSU is going to be in some of these kind of higher scoring games, maybe it's going to be a strategy of theirs to try to uh, lean into the run game more and chew clock and, and try to win that way and still be efficient as an offense. So, they have, I think they have the talent to do it. Um, we'll see uh, if they can kind of merge those two ideas together. But, um, you know, they kind of need this defense to just get average. I think at the end of the day, that's yeah. what we have to realistically expect or hope uh, that this group is able to do. Whether they're able to, you know, make good on that, who knows. But, you know, they, yeah. they have some time now. They're still in the SEC West race. They, they you know, they, you know, if you lose today, it's pretty much all over, right? I mean, that's kind of how you're looking at these games going forward is you can't really afford another hiccup if you want to achieve some of your season-long goals. And really liked the fight, really liked, obviously, what Daniels did. I mean, we could talk about his performance probably for another 45 minutes. But, (laughs) um, yeah, I really – I mean, just a a really gritty win, tough win on the road. Only have to go on the road now one more time this year. Uh, You get to come home now for a month and really try to lock in and see if you can't get this season – uh, fully back on track and kind of in a really good spot before that, before that game in early November. We'll see. 
Yeah, Brian Kelly said earlier in the week, coming off that loss to Ole Miss, it is a week-by-week basis. Survive in advance. LSU was in the situation last year, and now they find themselves in a similar one. And look, you can check. If, if you've got a bulletin board at home or you got a whiteboard, you can check Missouri off the list. They went on the road, played a really good team in Missouri. And look, I don't want to disparage what Missouri is. Brady Cook's a really good quarterback. Glenn Lutherburn lives up to the tweet that you put out in the message on the message board. Kid's a bona fide star. I mean, it's. I don't know if there's anybody really going to be able to guard him effectively at the college level. Yeah, so no, a lot of fun. So either he's he was great. I mean, look, I think probably one of the underrated parts, which I also included in our observations piece, was he had nine catches for 110 yards in the first half and two catches for 39 yards in the second mm. half. They really did a good job of neutralizing him. Uh, the run game, not so much, but you know, you have to take something away, and and they were able to yeah. at least neutralize Burden some in that second half and. I think that's kind of what helped lead to some of those stops and some of those big time plays. Obviously, big win for LSU in this one, forty-nine to thirty-nine. They take down Missouri. Now they will come back home. It'll be another All Tigers matchup against Auburn next weekend in Death Valley. Then Army, and then I think a much needed bye week to kind of right the ship before a massive game. Glenn, I've got uh, the Alabama Texas A&M game on. The one thing I can tell you is there's a lot of Jekyll and Hyde in the SEC West right now. So that being said, if LSU can find that average defense or just something semblance of that, I mean, why not say that they have a chance to run the table? They did it last year when a lot of people didn't think they could. Not sunshine pumping here, Glenn, but I'll leave it to you as we wrap it up. Who says it can't happen? It absolutely can happen. I mean, the way this offense is playing right now, like, there's not a defense I don't think in the SEC that can slow it down. I mean, just just based off of what we've seen so far. I mean, maybe A and M if they hit on the right week and LSU's True. offense is not, uh, you know, clicking that week. But if this offense is clicking, I, I just don't see how there's any way that there's going to be a team that can hold this group under 30 points. And if mm-hmm. you can get this group to consistently put up 40 points and then hit the defense at least on some similar track to where they're not giving up, you know, 600 yards a game, 500 yards a game, then I absolutely think that LSU can, can beat every single one of these teams that they have left in the season. Um, but you just, you just never know what these kinds of defenses like. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, you mentioned the Jekyll and Hyde thing. It really feels like LSU is kind of like that right now with the, the offense yeah. and the defense. It's just two, two opposite ends of the spectrum. And we'll see if, uh, if they can't kind of merge together and, have some more consistency going forward. Exactly, exactly. Glenn West, my name's Bryce Kuhn. Hey, thanks so much for joining in. Head over to Go 24-7. We're going to have content rolling all the way through Sunday, kind of talking about this game. I'll have a grades and analysis piece. Sunday's going to get up some great PFF grades. It's going to take us a little bit more in-depth of what the professionals think, how this defense graded out. I think that's going to be something very interesting to look at uh, in this game, give us a little more idea of what happened. And then, uh, hey, we'll roll into Auburn week next week, Glenn. So this is better be buckle up. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Instant Reaction Podcast here on the YouTube channel channel if you're listening on spotify apple podcast make sure to give us a follow there as well glenn west my name is bryce coon we'll catch you next time here on the go 24 7 podcast